Welcome to another episode of the Pixelated Sausage Show. Hi, 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 hi. I am, of course, your host, Mark Kirshenes. And today, oh man, I am recording this late in the process of when I'm recording this. It is 7.19. It just turned 7.19 in the morning on Friday the 13th. Ooh, so spooky. And I am, this has been a hell of a week. And last night, eh, my my dad got a little sick. And given what happened, any little sickness, this, that, or whatever, gets me really paranoid and really stressed and really friggin' out. But we've got some stuff to talk about. A few games. Not too much show-wise. I have made a decision to, one, continue watching Star Trek Voyager, but only when I'm exercising while making my oatmeal and only on the days when I'm working on the bench, when I'm doing my bench workouts so that I have something because those days are always the hardest to find or to pick something to watch because I'm spending so much time not actually watching and only listening. So I figured what better than something I hate to only watch when I can't watch it. And you know what? Even when I can't watch it and I can only listen to it, it's still fucking terrible and it's it's hard to get through. But it is what it is. There's there's nothing better to watch. Quote unquote watch at that time. So that's it. That's it for Star Trek. Jedi asked a question related to Star Trek that I uh, am choosing not to answer because I don't want to talk about Star Trek anymore. And I don't have a good answer to that question either. The only two things I want to say that I that I watched. Two things? The one thing that popped in my head. What was that? Oh, yeah. Uh, I watched Snake Eyes for the first time. And that... Uh, it's not, not the G.I. Joe thing. I watched that too a while ago. That movie sucked. I probably talked about it on the podcast. Real, real boring. You'd think that it would at least not be boring. And maybe it'd be really, really stupid in a fun way. It was just slow, boring, shitty action. Horrible. But Snake Eyes with Nicolas Cage, directed by Brian De Palma. That was a really enjoyable, dumb movie. It's basically Brian De Palma taking the opening from Mission Impossible... And stretching it out into a whole movie while casting Nicolas Cage as his character from Face Off, Caster Troy, in the lead role. It's super weird. There's a 12 minute or so long shot to start to, to open the movie. And Cage is so on it. It. It's just fun seeing him go at it. And then the other movie I watched a little while ago that I forgot to talk about, I believe, is The Menu, which is maybe my favorite movie of last year. There's still some I have to see, including the Colin Farrell one. Uh, Colin Farrell, Brendan Gleeson, Martin Mc... I forget his last name. But the, the writer-director of In Bruges, Seven Psychopaths, Three words outside of Ebbing, Missouri. 
I adore that writer-director. I adore In Bruges. And I adore Colin Farrell and Renan Gleeson. So seeing them make a movie together again, that has a very good chance of topping the menu as my favorite movie of 2022. But the menu is... It's a... A, a movie I struggle to find a genre for. If you've seen The Invitation, The Invitation with... What's his name? Logan Lerman's the other dude. He is... I can't remember. He, he played Shocker for a second in the Tom Holland Spider-Man before getting blown to bits by uh, Keaton. But he was also in the OC. He was in Upgrade. He was in Prometheus as the husband of the lady from Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. But uh, it's in that mood genre. I kind of just want to call them mood pieces. Because what they really do a great job uh, at is capturing a mood and presenting it on film. There's tension, maybe, but they're they're not horror movies. There's nothing scary about them. They're, I guess, mystery movies, maybe, where you're just... They're the movies where things are kind of tense for the characters in them, and more than kind of, and... The joy of watching them is in seeing how things play out. And the best of the bunch are ones that aren't entirely predictable. I'd even say something like, I guess I'd put Midsummer in the same genre-ish. But the menu is really, really good. And what the menu has going for that these other things like The Invitation don't have is a fantastic sense of humor it is very funny and i can't recommend highly enough it's streaming on hbo you can watch it there or you can just buy it from places like the disney movie club because it is a whatever fox product i don't know but that's 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 what i've been watching this week in plex this episode in Plex, I have been working on ripping my TV collection now. And to anyone who's ripped TV Blu-rays before, it can be a real nightmare pain in the ass. And that's what I'm currently going through. For example, Fringe, the episodes are just out of order. The, the way they're imprinted, the way they're, they're, what is the word I'm looking for? The way they're burned to the discs. Eh. I, I, I don't understand how it ends up this way, but they're out of order. The commentary tracks or the commentary on the first two seasons, those were separate video files. So I had to uh, mix them together. And then the season I'm currently doing, Person of Interest, or the show I'm currently doing, Person of Interest, 
the way that one was set up in the first two seasons, I believe, was that they did separate video files for different, not for each individual one, because that'd be insane, but for English and Japanese subtitles, you had a separate video file, and then English, and then Spanish, Portuguese, or French, I think. Subtitles, you had another separate file. And then for the, the extended pilot, there were four different versions of that fucking thing. Absolute nightmare. Horrible. Hate it. Hate it. Hate it. Hate it. But that's 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 where I'm currently what I'm currently doing with Plex. I know it's so exciting. It's so exciting. I've also realized that with the amount of TV I have and movies and everything and the anime. I don't think my 18 terabyte hard drive will be enough to hold it all in the end when I've ripped everything, which is a problem. And the bigger problem there is Angie linked me one of those stations or whatever that can hold multiple hard drives. And I could take this hard drive, remove the casing and put it in something like that. Maybe, but the one he linked me which was a moderately priced one and supposedly pretty good. That one, I believe, had a, a limit, a max limit of 16 terabyte per hard drive. I looked at that and I'm like, God, son of a bitch. And I don't know if they're all that way, if they all have that ceiling or if it's just that one and you have to pay the big bucks to allow for the, the big drives. Yeah, I don't I don't know, man. I don't know what I'm gonna do. We'll get there when we get there. I've gotta do all the TV shows and then I'm most likely going to just have a separate hard drive for anime, because that makes the most sense. Don't split up the TV shows. Don't split up the live action stuff. Put the anime and its weirdo-ness in its own special little place. But uh, let's get on to what I've been playing, because I've got no plans again. That's the way this show is going to work now. Just, we're just talking, just like last week. It's just, you know, hey, everybody, let's have some fun. <laughs> oh, my God. So the Night Witch is not the first game I played. Maybe it was, but it's the first game I'm going to talk about. Uh, right, right after I talk about Animal Crossing for a second. One, I made a big step last night. It was 11.40 p.m. And I realized I still hadn't booted up the game to get my, my, my fossils and my daily miles. And I was about to. I was ready to do it. And then I stopped myself. I said, you just got to gotta rip that bandaid off. Don't become a prisoner to this daily grind in a game you don't actually care about. It's not worth it. You've got one game that you do that with and it's called Apex Legends and it's already a fucking mess. And I am yeah, Gems of War as well I do that with. But the Night Witch is none of those games. The Night Witch is a bullet hell meets Metroidvania that looks incredible and is 
surprisingly boring and plays okay. It's a bit of a disappointment. I love, love, love the art. It looks fantastic. But going through the levels, fighting the enemies, it has incredibly... <laughs> the, the difficulty is really poorly balanced. The, the bosses can be super duper annoying. And the one thing I hope... God, I hope you get at some point is some kind of dash or something because you move relatively slowly. It's a world where some shit has happened. It's very, very story heavy. I was surprised by how much story there was in the game and it is not an interesting story. And its attempts at humor do not work. But the way it works mechanically is that you're flying around, being the wish that you are, and you shoot with, I'm playing on Xbox, I'm playing all these games on Xbox, you shoot with the right bumper. And I think maybe... Uh, what's the other game I play? I think maybe exercise... I think there might be two buttons for shooting. There are two buttons that will shoot. But the main one they, they tell you to use is the right bumper. When you shoot, if you do not use the right analog stick to aim, you will automatically lock on to a nearby enemy and shoot at them. It's nice. And what I like about this system is that it makes it a little bit easier to hit enemies and allows you to focus on avoiding bullets if you're in a more bullet hell situation, if there are a lot of enemies on screen and you want to focus on that. But the benefit and, and why you would still want to manually aim if you are able to, if you can handle doing it, etc., is that manually aiming will do more damage than the auto aim system. So I like that. I, I like that there's incentive that they're, they're incentivizing you to still manually aim, even though there is a system that does a decent job. It's not perfect. It will sometimes lock on to enemies that are behind structures that you can't hit when an enemy that's in your line of sight that is able to fire at you and hit you is just free to do whatever they want until you manually aim at them. Those moments aren't that frequent. For the most part, it does a good job. But the game's just boring. I was really, really bored by it. And I... It's too bad. The leveling system is weird. The way leveling works is that you increase your character's level simply by coming across various inhabitants of the city. Because the way the, the story of the game is some, some shit has happened. The surface is unlivable and everyone moved underground. There were some big baddies. The witches stopped them. And now everyone is coming together. But there are people who don't want this piece to last. Blah, 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 blah. But the, the way leveling works is that you increase your link with the uh, citizens by saving them if they're caged or in the case of the skeletons who run the shops, when you interact with them for the first time, you'll create a bond with them essentially. And this increases your link with the people of this town and... 
of this village. I just realized that the other game has town in in the name, and I'm like, wait, what am I, what game am I talking about again? But it's a, a somewhat interesting leveling system. However, I think it it fails for me more so because I am not attached to these characters or the story, so. I find it to be a mildly annoying leveling system that makes all that happens, the combat and everything feel not pointless, but you're not really getting anything out of that outside of currency you can use at the shops to buy temporary armor because the way armor works, you can't upgrade your armor or anything. You can just buy temporary armor that will be destroyed after getting it hit once. And then it'll let out maybe or, or provide you with a weapon depending on the the quality of it but it just it didn't really do much for me and that's that's true for most of what i played this since the last episode children of silent town because that's enough of the night which children of silent town though is a point and click adventure with a Burton-inspired aesthetic. Very, very dark and emo-y. There's a fair amount of color in it, but it's all mildly desaturated. It has a nice look to it. But everyone has these incredibly big, white, pupilless, sad, sad eyes. And it's being the point-and-click adventure game it is is very story-centric as well, and it makes sense here. The problem, again, is that the story just didn't do much for me. I don't remember. I I played it for an hour and a half or so, and I don't remember why the town doesn't want to speak up it might be a quiet place type of thing because there are monsters. You're not supposed to go out in the forest. But I didn't really care about anything these characters were saying. And they say a lot. There's a lot of story in there with a handful of puzzles here and there. The, the puzzles just aren't, at least early on, they're not challenging whatsoever. It's the kind of point-and-click adventure where you don't have to think outside the box in order to figure out what you need to do. You just need to make sure you click on everything that's clickable in an environment so that you know for sure you have every item you can possibly have. And with that, you don't end up getting that much. So it's not even hard to think about what you put together to combine things for this, that, uh, you'll get into a situation where well, there's only one thing to do here. Let me see if that works. Oh, it worked. Okay. They do spice things up a bit. And, and I'm hoping because you, you gain musical notes when interacting with certain objects and, and doing certain things in the game. And at least the first one I completed, it opened up a, a new ability that allowed me to see a person's thoughts and this worked as a hint system but also as 
a, a means to progress a certain subplot or the story, uh, the main story. Because in some cases, a person's thoughts might be torn and you have to mend them. You have to sew them back together. There's a little bit of a Coraline vibe to it all as well, which is kind of nice. I like the art. Don't get me wrong. I, I have my issues with Burton, but aesthetically, I don't have the biggest... I have somewhat of a problem with him now, but it, it's good Burton, I'll say. But I like that, at least with this new ability to see a person's thoughts and showing their their memories back together, it provides you with a new puzzle experience where you'll have a, a like the main tier tier and a handful of buttons that you have to put the string through and you can't over you can't go over any pathway you've made so you have to find you'll you'll get three starting points for your string and then you have to find a path that allows you to go through all the buttons and then end up in the the tear to mend it they're not at least the ones I've done not really challenging again but much more engaging than okay you got a busted slingshot look there's some spandex on the the line outside hanging to dry what else are you going to use them for you make the slingshot a slingshot again the 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 spandex become the the string and uh, oh, here's a boy he's got a, a ball that is far away can't reach it what are you gonna do you got a slingshot don't you why don't you, why don't you go sling a shot at it? <sighs> You're so smart. So, since the story wasn't engaging and the puzzles weren't engaging, I wasn't engaged with it. I'm still single. Oh, well, that is Children of Silent Town. It's okay. It's, it's okay. If you are, and, and I just want to, before I end it, I'm not the biggest point-and-click adventure game fan. I've really liked some, but they're not... It's not a genre that I universally love. I've loved certain ones. I've really enjoyed Escape from Monkey Island because the writing was so good. I enjoyed... Is it, is it Machinarium? Is that how it's pronounced? But I, I enjoyed that one because the puzzles were... At, at a good difficulty and it looked I fucking love one of my favorite uh, looking games ever probably but I don't I don't get excited every time I hear a new point click adventure game is out however if you do it might be worth checking out because the story could resonate with you the story could work for you and if it does I think you'll probably get a, a good amount out of it and then the last game I played is Escape String. This isn't... This is, so, The Night Witch and Children of Silent Town, they both looked great. That was the best part about both of them. They had great art styles and aesthetics and, and looked fantastic. But Escape String, it looks like dog shit. It looks awful. However, it's the game I enjoyed playing the most. So, 
you, you, you take one thing and you the other thing. This is it's a very simple game. Super, super, super simple. But uh, I liked it. The the way it works is that it's a it's a straight ass puzzle game. A single screen level based puzzle game. Super basic in its structure. Eventually you'll you'll get to puzzles that are longer than just a single screen and you'll have to scroll so that they'll go on. But the way it works, I'd say uh I was talking with Angie about this, but I've just said the way it works so many times this episode I don't wanna uh, I will say uh, um, <laughs> but uh, you play a, a robot, I believe. It's, it's a really grimy, it's got a grimy aesthetic to it that's mildly gross, but fidelity wise, it doesn't, it, it looks like something you'd, you'd expect from an XNA game on the 360 or a really low-budget Steam game. Then, you know, it's fine. It's fine. It just it looks like shit. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but you do. However, the gameplay and the puzzles are solid. You play a robot and you have these rooms you have to get out of. And there'll be obstacles in your way. Things that want to harm you. Or gaps in the ground that you have to jump over. And the gameplay consists of simply inputting a string of commands for the robot to perform. And once you've finished that, you press either A or the right trigger. And they will perform the commands you entered. You don't have to input them all at once if you don't want to you can you can make the i just realized you can make the game super easy for yourself or it can be done really easily in a very tedious way where you just input a single action and perform it one by one by one by one but you won't get a high there's no high scores there's no leaderboards but you won't you won't quote unquote par the the level you won't get the medals and everything for completing it with this many actions and this many strings, etc. So that's that's why you would not do it this way. But you input your string of actions and then watch them go. So if there is a hanging shocker device followed by a gap in the ground and then a few hazards on the ground after that gap, you would press right to move to the right, then down to crouch down, then right again to move under the thing, then up to jump over the gap, and then right to keep moving to the, the, the right of the screen and the exit, pressing up for the points where you'd want them to jump over those hazards. And that's that's it. That's how it works. You in you. Give it its inputs, let it go. If you fuck up, you try again. And that is the the gist of it. That is all the game is. And it's 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 a, a great example of how 
simple if handled well, if they've done well, is satisfying. The the only shame is that it looks as bad as it does because I think they can be that may turn off some people. It looks it does not look like a game I would expect to be good because it looks so bad. I, I would look at it and, and immediately pass and not even read the description because I think it looks that bad. But gameplay wise it's there. So, check that out if you're a fan of puzzle games. That's it, though. That is it. So let us let us uh, hit a single Patreon question and call it a podcast. Because it's what is today? What is what is time? So from Anchi, in the spirit of GDQ week, AGDQ week. Come on, Anchi. This isn't the the bad games done quick. This is the awesome games. Get your shit together. Have you ever played a game you'd want to speedrun? No, absolutely fucking not. It's the last way I ever want to play a game. I could not think of a way to play a game that sounds less appealing than speedrunning. I guess the, the real psychopaths who play things like Dark Souls with a dance pad, I don't want to do that. I'm more power to you, but speedrunning the game doesn't interest me in any way. There would have to be caveats for one, for me to speedrun a game. I don't want to do any type of speedrun, or I would not want to do any type of speedrun where you're incorporating hacks, bugs, glitches, breaking the game, anything like that. I would only humor a speedrun where you are playing the game like a normal person and just trying to do everything as fast as possible, not cheating, quote-unquote cheating in any way, shape, or form. But while there are times I'll mainline a game because I just want to get through it for the purpose of content creation or not having the time, etc., I am much more of a person who likes to explore my games and take as much time, take them in, enjoy the hell out of them. I put over a thousand hours into The Elder Scrolls Morrowind, for example. But I I haven't done that with everything because as I've gotten older, time is, is more fleeting. I have less time. I, just it's, it's, My time is spread thin. So I don't, I don't get to do that as much as I, I, I would like. But I, I, I prefer playing games that way. Because a lot of people have put work, uh, their bullets went in tears into making games, and I, I want to experience all that. You also never know what you might find in this nook and cranny. <laughs> I don't know why I got stuck in nook and cranny. I was like, oh, let me make a joke. Isn't there like, there's like a brand of food, nook and cranny. Or is that like grandma's English muffins? What can I talk about? Put some butter in it? Oh yeah, I was talking about nut butters and the healthy fats and foods. And the discord just fucking lost my mind. But it's not my... It's the fuck of my tongue. It's not the way I like to play games. The only examples I would throw out there are one... I 
played through Jumper Griffin's story on 360 to get all the achievements. And I, it's shorter than the movie. So I would maybe humor that at some point. And it's a game where I don't think I'd have a lot of competition going after any speedrun records with that stupid ass game. And then two, I played through some game, some free to play game on Xbox one. I think it was called one leaves over and over and over and over again, because it's randomly generated believe. And there is, there's something where you had to experience all these various random points in order to get all the achievements. So I learned that game and every potential way it plays out and so on and so forth so that I could get through it as fast as possible and just get that stupid ass achievement. I played through that, that game dozens of times. I think it's relatively short if you know exactly what you need to do in a way where you can beat it in five minutes or so. So I did end up basically speedrunning that game. I don't know what the fastest time was. There, there's not like a leaderboard or anything. But that is a game that I did kind of actually speedrun. I would not want to... I would never want to play that game ever again, though. But speedrun is just not for me. Uh, so no, 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 no. There is not a game I'd ever want to speedrun. Never, ever, ever. Maybe Super Mario World, because that game sucks, so anything that would allow me to get through that game as fast as possible, there you go. That's that's a game to speedrun. How about Ratchet and Clank Going Commando? Fuck that game. Any game that's terrible that I've played in the past, I, I, I would humor speedrunning it, because maybe I could get some more out of it. If I could help charity, it would make the, the fact that I had to endure this piece of shit game ever so better and the fact that I'm speedrunning means I wouldn't have to endure it as long as possible but that's that's gonna do it for this year episode of the Pixelated Sausage Show uh, anywho uh, once again I'm of course Mark Kush Nez y'all can find me pretty much everywhere at PX Sausage if you'd like to find all my links of import you can do so over at pixelatedsausage.com slash PX Yes, and uh, if you enjoy this here show or any of the stuff I do and what have you, you can go over to patreon.com slash PXS to support me and my nonsense that way. If you support at the $3 or higher tier, you'll get access to the private Discord channels, including the question mark channel, which is where you can ask questions of me that I may answer here on the show or not at all or on the Discord itself. You also are able to nothing else. That's it. Sometimes I'll, I'll stream, do a little private stream for them. I haven't done that in a while, but uh, yeah. And like I said, the, there's the potential. I'm thinking, I, I, I think I mentioned this on the show. I'm thinking about doing a first little test exclusive show with the pops after we watch The Last of Us together whatever however many episodes are going to be released the 15th this sunday there I, I don't know if they're releasing two to start off or just doing the one but i'm gonna watch that together and then i think i'll see if he wants to try talking about that for 
a potential podcast. So no promises, but that's, that would be fun if, if we're, if we're able to do that. But that is again, patreon.com slash P X S, which any support greatly appreciated means a whole hell of a lot, but nothing, nothing helps more than just your, your, your listening, your watching, your sharing of my content. So whatever you can do, whatever you, you feel comfortable doing, I appreciate it very, very much so. So thank you, thank you, thank you. As always, thank you for watching or listening. I hope you enjoyed this here episode and I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your day and an absolutely lovely weekend. So for now, adios, arrivederci, bye. Oh, yeah.